106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. We see Kuwait again. Um, cow farts are the problem. Yeah, not burning tires like that. Not, not 42 million tires. Burning in the desert. 42 million? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So don't forget, it's the cow farts. It's, it, it's any, anything in the West is wow. the issue. It's never anywhere else that needs to cut back or right. kill right. livestock. Nope. Or stop growing food. It's almost always America. Yes, you said earlier today in your testimony that you had no recollection of the censorship taking place at all. Uh, can you state how you are completely oblivious to all of this? Yes. I would just like to say that Donald Trump is so scary. I'm asking you about the censorship that you believe that was not taking place uh, within the company that you were contracting for. He's, he's the scariest of the scary. Like, he's so scary. Donald Trump. We're talking about Donald Trump. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm simply just trying to gain some clarity here. Are you saying that there was no correspondence, no collusion between the contracting company and the government? Is that what you're saying? I've watched a lot of scary movies. Like, a lot of scary movies. And Donald Trump is scarier than all of the scary movies added up together, combined. It's so scary. I think we're done here. Temperature history chart showing this, that for most of the time period that human civilization has existed, temperatures have been warmer than today. The warming that we've had in the last 100, 150 years, it's because 150 years ago we were in the Little Ice Age, which was the coldest period of the past 10,000 years. So we have people who have a political agenda, who have brainwashed much of society into believing that temperatures are unusually hot, we're having record temperatures, hogwash. And moreover, the asserted climate harms, whether it be hurricanes, tornadoes, droughts, wildfires, none of them are getting more frequent or severe. In fact, the vast majority of them are becoming less frequent and severe. So we're seeing not only do we not have the heat that people talk about, but the impacts of warmer temperatures have always been more beneficial and they continue to be today. You know, we're gonna set up follow-up calls with every governor we met with to make sure we're available. Um, as uh, I think it was President Reagan said, we're from the government, we're here to help. Um, there's, there are resources there, there's technical assistance there, and there's a playbook that could support the work you're doing. I think you all know that I've always felt the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. It is time to reawaken this industrial giant, to get government back within its means, and to lighten our punitive tax burden. And these will be our first priorities, and on these principles there will be no compromise. Americans do not deserve to be governed 
by deeply weird, nauseously woke people who hate George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, Dr. Zeus, and Mr. Potato Head, who hyperventilate on their yoga mats if you use the wrong pronoun, who think kids should be able to change their gender at recess, who carry around Ziploc bags of kale to give them energy, and who think they are better than us. By the way, to me, kale tastes like I'd rather be fat. Good evening, this is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio. And uh, <clears throat> this is the 245th episode, and it will appear on December 9, 2023. We put out one podcast per week. <clears throat> you can reach me by email at lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. That's a website, nohostagesradio.com, where we post all our past episodes and also articles that I've written. So if you ever want to go over there, you can go there to get your podcast, or you could just uh, hook up to your podcast source and just use that. Either way is good for me. So um, you could also reach me at my cell, fo- cell phone, which is the only phone that I use nowadays, 530 once again, 530-713-1838. That's easy to get a hold of. I'm on the left coast. So if you want to actually talk, you might want to <clears throat> gauge what time of the day you're calling from wherever you are. You could text there as well. I do respond to the calls. Sometimes I'm on the other line, so you understand I can't uh, always take a call live. I may have to call you back, but I will do that. And uh, again, on the... Uh, <clears throat> The email, you can send me clips or information or comments, whatever you want to do on that site. That's just uh, geared towards the podcast and the radio show. We do a radio show live on KMYC 1410 AM out here in Marysville, California. That's in Northern California. It doesn't have a big reach, so you can either listen to it on a live stream or you can... uh, you can go to the uh, website, No Hostages Radio, and click on Listen Live, and you'll actually hear the KMYC live stream. If it's, uh, it'd be me, that'd be 10 in the morning on Saturdays, our time out here on the left coast, to 1 in the afternoon. Sometimes people are interested in that, sometimes not. Just thought I'd let you know that it's happening. So uh, people are dropping dead uh, all around the world at an amazing rate. I have a clip at the last segment, the sixth segment of Michael Yadon, Y-E-A-D-O-N. He is a former vice president of research for Pfizer company. And he explains the corruption and the homicide uh, committed by these vaccine people and the government killing off uh, millions and millions of people around the world. Uh, but in conjunction with that, uh, 
many people were held hostage in hospitals, and we uh, have run across a couple ladies down in Texas, Laura Bartlett and Greta Crawford. Greta Crawford was in the hospital at one time and given many uh, rounds of remdesivir and somehow survived it, lived to tell about it, and now they are fighting against hospitals and trying to inform people that they don't need to be a hostage of the hospital. Now, there were things uh, once upon a time called patient rights, just like there are Bill of Rights. There were patient rights, and uh, those were all waived during COVID, so people could actually, the hospital could actually hold you hostage in the hospital, tie you down, have you uh, guarded by police, et cetera, et cetera, or uh, our, you know, personnel there in the hospital. So these ladies have started a website that I w- I'm going to tell you a story here in a second about it. It's called Hospital Hostage Help dot com hospital hostage help dot com you can get to the same website by going to protocol kills dot com protocol kills um, so my friend who helps us in the yuba county jail does teaching there and uh, she was in a car accident on monday or sunday or monday she was supposed to teach monday night she was severely um, banged up broken up and ended up at the UC Davis Trauma Center in Sacramento on a vent. And uh, so all of a sudden I got a call from her family who did not know me, but somehow she communicated while having a vent installed down her throat and um, said, reach out to Lou uh, and and uh, he can help me. I don't agree with what's basically, I don't agree with what's going on here, how they're taking care of me. So I don't know whether she was in her right mind or not, but the fact is they called me. I was able to give them the 800 number or the 888 number, which I'm going to give you. And they were able to call Texas and talk to these ladies. And they were able to look at the video that they recommend first, that you educate yourself on a four minute video and then print off the documents that tells the hospital they do not have a right to do whatever they they can uh, with your loved one. So this is exactly the situation I warned you about. Sometimes you, you choose to go to the hospital because you're feeling so bad. But a lot of times if you're in a car accident or you have an injury at home or something happens, you have a seizure or something, uh, you're going to end up in the hospital and not get a choice. And all of a sudden you're going to wake up and they're going to be treating you with stuff. So in, with working with hospital hostage help, uh, they can prepare you on the loved ones that are there to assist you that make sure you get the best care possible. They uh, will uh, coach the legal system. Uh, this is okay to do. This is not okay to do. <clears throat> so the number is 888-219-3637. That's a hotline, 888 so this is the first time that I was kind of, I didn't get to talk to them. I've talked to these ladies on the phone before, just as a, a friendly chat and to get informed about what they're doing. They charge nothing for this service, and they are equipping family and friends to be advocates for their loved one who is in need of medical care. So I just wanted to bring that up to you. So she got in a car accident and uh, needed a number of operations, broke a lot of bones, and she's not a young person. So um, 
looks like she's going to pull through, but there were some issues that they needed to talk through with the, with the hospital and they needed the help that this group's group offers. So my recommendation to you is to just go on those links and watch the video and then download the documents and do what they tell you and have that in a file cabinet in an envelope where everybody that that is close to you knows it's there. And if you ever have to go to the hospital in an emergency, you can go and plus have people there that actually have some power to deal with the uh, hospitals. Right now, the hospitals are not um, advocates for us. They're advocates against us. And millions of people were killed by hospitals, placing people on remdesivir and put putting them on the vent. And it killed people. COVID didn't kill people. The hospitals killed people. So I just want to leave that with you and uh, to prepare yourself, to prepare yourself. So I, I thought this was interesting. We've been propagandized about green energy. There is no such thing. We've been propagandized about that, that oil is a big pollutant. It is not. We've been propagandized that oil, we're running out of oil. We are not. We are not running out of gas. I'm talking about natural gas. We're not running out of oil. This is a manufactured crisis by the government to take over the world and control it. Control your water, uh, control your electricity, control how you manage your property, control your coming and your going to control their independence and transportation. It is a takeover, and they have couched it in uh, intellectual foo-for-all. So I want to read you uh, this. I think it's very interesting. This person writes, this is a Tesla Model Y battery. Now, I'm not anti-Tesla. I have a couple friends that actually bought Teslas. I've, I've seen people on YouTube swear they just love their Tesla. They think it's so futuristic and wonderful. Great. This is America. Go get them. This person writes, this is a Tesla Model Y battery. There's a picture of a battery here. It's like a big slab uh, of batteries. It said it takes up all the space under the passenger compartment of your car. So if you imagine your car and then just imagine it under the floorboard, you have it's all it isn't just steel under there and then air. It's a big, big, big battery. So it says to manufacture this battery, you need 12 tons of rock for lithium. Or it can be extracted from the seawater, lithium. You need five tons. Do you hear what I said? T tons. Five tons of cobalt minerals. Most cobalt is made by, as a byproduct of processing of copper and nickel ores. It is the most difficult material to obtain for a battery and the most expensive. That's cobalt. You need three tons of nickel ore. This is one battery, people. One battery. You need 12 tons of copper ore. You must move 250 tons of soil to obtain the following. 26.5 pounds of lithium, 30 pounds of nickel, 48.5 pounds of manganese, 15 pounds of cobalt, to manufacture the battery also requires 441 pounds of aluminum, steel, and or plastic. This is to make a green car. 
None of this is green, people. To manufacture the battery, it also requires 112 pounds of graphite. The Caterpillar 994A is used for the earth moving to obtain the essential minerals. It consumes 264 gallons of diesel in just 12 hours. Finally, you get a zero emissions car out of all that I just read. They call it a zero emissions. There's nothing zero emissions about it. Presently, the bulk of the necessary minerals for manufacturing the batteries all come from China or Africa. Much of the labor for getting the materials or minerals in Africa is done by children. If we buy electric cars, it's China who profits the most. This 2021 Tesla model that is a photo of the battery here, Model Y, OEM battery, the cheapest Tesla battery, is currently for sale on the Internet for $4,999, not including shipping or installation. So if you need another battery, that's $5,000. The battery weighs 1,000 pounds. You can imagine the shipping cost. The cost to replace Tesla batteries is Model 3, 14000 The car is a $38,990 car. Model Y is 5000 to 5500 The car is suggested retail at 47740 The Model S is a $13,000 to $20,000 battery. Car is a suggested price of $74,990. The Model X is a $13,000 battery plus. Uh, the car is suggested retail price of $79,990. It takes seven years for an electric car to reach zero net zero CO2. You see what I'm saying? For that car to somehow be considered green, you need to drive it for seven years. The life expectancy of the batteries is on average 10 years. Only in the last three years do you begin to reduce your carbon footprint. Then the batteries have to be replaced and you lose all the gains you made in those three years. Not many people are explaining the details of this because they don't want you to know about it because it is so much of a boondoggle and a lie. I'm not saying anything about Elon Musk, I'm not saying anything. It's America. People want to design and build electric cars. Have at it. But to portray that somehow they're green is a falsehood. And so uh, we need to understand the, the incredible environmental cost, which is way, all those cobalt, nickel, all that stuff in a regular fossil fuel car or gas powered, gasoline powered car, none of that you have. No extensive mining, no exploitation of children, no major caterpillar vehicles that are three or four stories tall, scooping 2,000 tons of dirt, none of that. Next, I wanted to say somebody commented at some big sporting event. They did the black national anthem and then the white national anthem. I would just like to say to you that there is no such thing as an American white national anthem. There is no such thing as the United States of America black national anthem. There's no such thing as a Hispanic national anthem or a Jewish national anthem. The national anthem anthem is based on 
activities in the United States of America during the Revolutionary War. The people that were involved in that fight were of all flavors. You understand? All flavors. The National Anthem was a song about America of all flavors. Natives, indigenous people, hundreds of tribes, blacks, Hispanics, Cubans, Mexicans, all kinds of people. If you have a problem with this and you insist upon a black national anthem or a yellow national anthem, you should just leave and go to back to those countries where you could sing your favorite national anthem, whether it's El Salvador, whether it's Honduras, whether it's Mexico. Just go and go enjoy that and quit being foolish. This, this country has one national anthem. It, it's not associated with color of any kind. That's all a head trip you're on. Kevin Kiley, the assemblyman that we relate to here in Northern California, as opposed to guys like Doug LaMalfa, who is a wallflower. You don't even know, we, you know, really, you don't even know that we have a guy like Doug LaMalfa up here in Northern California because the guy that's doing all the heavy lifting and out in front of the fight is a guy named Kevin Kiley, who is a freshman congressman. He said Governor Newsom's performance in the Fox News debate was even worse than expected. Did you see any of it? I watched a couple of clips off YouTube. I was shocked just to watch Newsom's face. He almost was laughing at different points. He was so humiliated, embarrassed, uh, because he had really nothing to argue about except his lies. It was worse than expected, Kylie says. Realizing this, he is now com- complaining that it was a rigged debate. NBC reports Newsom's wife actually went up on stage during the last commercial and cut the debate off. She threw in the towel. You know that concept where you have a fighter and you're a manager at the corner and your fighter's getting beat so bad that you throw a towel in the ring. That means you concede the fight. Newsom's wife did that. Newsom's wife, former actress, molested or raped by Harvey Weinstein in Hollywood. And now a, she makes porno films to go to be sold to the school system to encourage them to have homosexual and all kinds of weird sex. That's Newsom's wife. She threw in the towel. She said, we're done. So the following morning, Kylie said he rose on the House floor. You never see LaMalfa rise on the House floor. He just doesn't have the intellectual pop to do that. Kylie rose on the House floor to offer a rebuttal. He says, while I always try to be concise, I needed a full 30 minutes to address Newsom's most delusional statements from the debate. The speech, which you can watch, I think you could probably find it on YouTube or or any of the big uh, bit shoot, uh, rumble. So you could watch it there. It's one of the most watched house videos on YouTube right now. Just say Kevin Kylie, uh, regarding Newsom debate. 
During the debate, Newsom's chief of staff was trolling my live tweets with wild insults. Interesting. As soon as the debate was done, she deleted her entire account. And I think that's the lady that's actually running against Kevin Kiley to uh, take his job. Kevin says, I also spoke on the House floor. Have you heard about the Chinese bio lab? Illegal, complete bio lab, illegal in Reedley, California, down by Fresno. I spoke, raised alarms about the bio lab in California and I'm calling for further investigations into the Centers for Disease Control role, allowing this threat to go undetected. Do you realize that the, the city and county around Fresno area called the CDC and they hung up on them? Took them weeks to come out to help investigate this. Kylie said, I chaired a, a, uh, a subcommittee on Biden's disastrous economic policies, calling on Biden to end the Julie Sue SU farce as her failed nomination past nine months. In other words, no one would would pass her nomination, but he left her in office. I'm going to take a break here. We'll, we're going to start a second segment in just a few minutes. And we have uh, five segments to go. Be right back. Democrats continuing to carry water for dead child sex trafficker Jeff Epstein. Yesterday, we told you how the number two Senate Dem, Dick Durbin, blocked a vote to subpoena Epstein's flight logs. Durbin claimed he wasn't blocking the subpoena. They just ran out of time. Well, the Senate was back today, and they didn't vote on the subpoena. We asked his office why, and they said, again, the timing. But Dick wasn't even ready to hold a vote. He was in Chicago, cutting a ribbon at a battery plant. There he is. Now, Epstein had dirt on a lot, I mean a lot of powerful people. He had friends in high places and new secrets that kept everybody in line. And he's been dead for four years, but for some reason the government keeps blocking the client list. Joining me now, whistleblower and former CIA officer, John Kiriakou. Do you understand why we can't get the flight logs? No, frankly. There's no reason why we can't get the flight logs. You know, I used to be the, uh, the senior investigator on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, and we had subpoena power, just like Dick Durbin and his staff do. And all it takes is a signature, the signature of the senator. It can be given at 2 o'clock in the morning or at 8 o'clock in the morning or whenever he <laughs> wants to sit down at a desk and sign the paper. So this notion that they ran out of time, it's just uh, nonsensical. Well, they're not going to be able to use that excuse forever. There's going to be time. No. And all they need is a John Hancock to get the subpoena. So they can't continue to come up with BS excuses because they're going to look as complicit as possible and we're going to blow them up. That's right. And, and they are complicit if they insist on this, this nonsensical policy. Look, he's dead. Jeffrey Epstein is dead. He's been dead for four years and he's a convicted pedophile, a convicted child molester. What possible reason could there be to hide this information? How could this information not be in the public interest? You know, it, it, it's, almost, it's almost a joke, Jesse, when you think, well, it's not like 
Dick Durbin's constituents are demanding that this information be kept secret. What, what district, you know, are those people running? Yeah, in? I mean, the people, his constituents are like, can you guys get the migrants out of Chicago, please? <laughs> you know, they're not, That's they're right. not saying block the logs. It's no, there, there's no reason, no reason whatsoever to keep this information secret. This is one of those things the American people have a right to know. The American people own this information and they have a right to its release. And if you were on Jeffrey Epstein's plane, maybe you were innocent and didn't do anything. And you deserve sure. the benefit of the doubt. Just like Bob Kennedy. Bob Kennedy was on the plane and he explained himself very well. He said, look, I was on that plane with my wife and with all my kids. We were on our way for Easter to uh, Palm Beach and uh, Ghislaine Maxwell offered us a lift. And that was it. And that was true. I'm sure so everyone if, has a perfectly reasonable explanation, John. <laughs> I'd like to hear them. I, we, I, we're, I think we're owed that explanation. Absolutely correct. All right. Have a great weekend. Thank you as always. You too. Did you see the DeSantis-Newsom debate? I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. At last week's historic debate, California's uber-liberal Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom was exposed more than any of California's big media ever tried to. Fox's News' Sean Hannity did an admirable job showing factual slides that Newsom tried to wiggle out of, but each time he was caught by Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis and sometimes by Hannity, too. Some of Newsom's biggest whoppers were claiming LGBT indoctrination is not required in California public schools. It is refusing to say whether he supports any restrictions on abortion, he doesn't, and blaming high gas prices on oil companies when Democrat politicians are to blame. See more at SaveCalifornia.com, championing your values in California. You are public servants. You serve at our pleasure. We buy your houses. We buy your cars. We pay for you and your wife's vacations. And the people are serving notice on the government of the United States. We are serving notice on the state of New York. We are serving notice on the mayor of this city. We are serving notice on the city council that if you do not do your job, you will no longer have a job. I live in Harlem and I'm telling you, the, there is, we are living in the middle of a crack epidemic nightmare. People need help. It is a violent circle of oppression when you create the situation and then when we go out to protest the situation, you in turn exact more violence upon us. We are saying no more. I got a call from a father up in, um, he used to live down here in California, moved to Washington a number of years ago, and I got a call and said his son had been incarcerated in jail, and he was a fentanyl addict and asked me if I could help get him uh, into a rehab, and we've been working on it for a few months because he keeps 
leaving jail or they keep sending him out without putting him in a rehab and he ends up violating again and nearly killing himself. So uh, finally, we we got him set up with uh, a rehab, Dr. Cassidy and I. And he and I worked together on getting people just like this guy who had overdosed on the streets and, and they saved his life with Narcan. But he's been living on the streets for a long time. He's in his mid-20s. He's got huge potential. He's a very nice guy when he's sober and cleaned up, showered, fresh clothes. Very nice guy. And so it looks like we are going to get him into a rehab on Monday. Isn't that great? And uh, we're doing that every week. And so you can get some help, whatever your addiction is. I told you last week, I think a lady came up to me at a church service I was at and said, Lou, I got a terrible habit with vaping. And could you help? Could Dr. Cassidy help me? So I said, absolutely. So if you need any help from tobacco, vaping on up to heroin, fentanyl, all that kind of stuff and everything in between alcohol, etc., you can reach out to Peachtree Health. That's where he is employed. 530-749-3242. That's 749-3242. If you have trouble getting an appointment through that line, if they have too many people waiting to talk, you could call a uh, text, not call, but text Dr. Cassidy's direct line on his cell phone at 530-682-8648. 682-8648. Please allow us this courtesy. Please text once during the day, not at night. Once during the day, and just wait for him to call you back. When you text him, put your name, put the word addiction, and then put um, uh, your phone number, which probably already showed up. If for some reason it, it's taken longer than you think it should for him to get back to you, he does work uh, as a doctor, and he's got many other responsibilities as well. You can always re reach out to me. I gave you my cell phone earlier. I'm going to give it again, 530-713-1838, 530-713-1838. You can call that number or text that number seven days a week, any time of the night or day, holiday or not, and I will, I will pick up and get back to you or I will answer the phone, and we will together, Dr. Cassie and I, get you into a rehab or get you on some medication to stop the withdrawals or something. Whatever best suits you. Every addict is unique. So give give that a shout. Also, I wanted to mention Alan's Auto Body. He's he's the uh, Kevin Clark and his wife Carrie have a great auto body shop. And whenever my uh, car needs a repair to the body or to some parts on the interior of it, uh, I take it over there, and he makes it. He makes my car happy. It's my car smiles on the way out of there, just looking good and looking sharp. Everything's working fine. Parts are working. So, if you want to check them out, Allen's Auto Bodies in Yuba City, Tea Garden at Sutter Street, Yuba City. You can go down Sutter Street, and at the cross street of Tea Garden, you'll see a bright yellow building, and that's Allen's Auto Body. You can call them on the phone if you want to make an appointment. Make sure Kevin's there, 530-671-1057, 671-1057, Allen's Auto Body, and they will make you a happy camper after you've suffered difficult experience of having your car crunched. So, uh, okay. All right. Uh, Mike Adams who has a number of uh, platforms. 
uh, natural news and all kinds of things like that. But he's a very bright guy. I think he's won all kinds of writing awards. He said, we now have a stunning rollout of new data confirming the worldwide vax holocaust called, and they're calling it all cause mortality. It's accelerating everywhere, he said. In New Zealand, and I think I have a clip from New Zealand, a database administrator just went publish revealing that some vax batches, or the jab as we call it, because it's not really a vaccine, some batches killed one in four of the recipients who took them. What do you think of your friends? And just eliminate one in four, one in four, one in four. He has now been arrested and is being prosecuted by the New Zealand government for revealing the truth. Can you imagine what kind of world we're living in right now? He's simply telling you the results of the vaccine and they put him in jail for it. Remind you of the January 6th protests. He said, um, so anyway, he just, he just, if you look on his natural news, he has, uh, he's over on BitChute. Uh, he has all kinds of uh, shows there, audio shows, audiovisual shows. He says, we now have a full explosive epi- episode covering all this today, plus a special report on cognitive cleansing and why censorship was pushed by globalists so that AI training materials would never contain any words that describe the truth. Now, uh, we had, I don't know how often you've ever watched on YouTube and watched these hearings in the Senate or watch hearings in the House. An FBI director, Chris Ray, I always have to do a double check. I thought, is this the same clip I watched months ago? They aren't. They're new clips all the time. And it's getting more and more tense every time Chris Ray is there. And Chris Ray is a liar. And he avoids any, any answering any questions straight up. So uh, Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn cornered Director Ray about the failure of the FBI to release the client list of convicted sex trafficker and abuser Jeffrey Epstein. Don't you think it's weird that Epstein is dead, however you want to say he got there, and his girlfriend is serving, I don't know, 20 years or something. And yet the FBI has all the lists of all the people that were molesting girls. What do you think about this? How proud of you of the FBI? How, how honored of you are you to talk about the FBI as a quality agency? The FBI is hiding this list. They're doing a lot of other things. The Biden, the Hunter Biden laptop, by the way, they kept, denying they had that they've had it for years protecting them the fbi is no longer a top law enforcement organization it's a hit squad for the democrats ray was also pressed about why the fbi ignored accounts of victims in other words their complaints i was raped i was this i was abducted i they wouldn't let me go home 
The exchange took place during a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing on the oversight of the FBI. You don't have to listen to Ray very much to realize they don't have any oversight. They have thrown off oversight and they're off the reservation. They are not on the American government reservation anymore. Last week, Democrat committee chairman, Senator Dick Durbin, blocked, listen to this now, he blocked the release of the flight logs to Epstein's famous Epstein Island, where women and underage girls were sex trafficked to high-profile men. Former Bill President Clinton was a longtime friend of Epstein before he committed suicide in a New York City prison. Many people believe he was killed. Quote, they don't want to have a conversation about the estate of Jeffrey Epstein to find out the names of every person who participated in Jeffrey Epstein's human trafficking ring. That's what, that's what Marsha Blackburn said. Thank God for her. Do you find it very interesting that many people in our government are pedophiles? And that our own law enforcement at the upper level is protecting them. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. You know, during COVID, you remember a lot of us were considered non-essential, told us to quit our jobs, or the jobs couldn't operate. That job was not necessary. That business was not necessary. Government, you remember you needed something from government, had to go get a permit, do something. All the doors were locked. You remember that? And little signs on the doors were, we, we're no longer going to be present in our offices to save lives. Lie. Just total fraud. The whole thing is a total fraud. And so all these people were gone from their offices. There was just signage everywhere. Oh, yeah, we're saving your life. I remember when the... CAO, the previous CAO named Mitnick, decided he was going to only be open in a lot of the offices four days a week. That's a great inconvenience to the public. But he came out, out and spun it this way. He said, I'm going to I'm going to save the public money. By not having the office open. Well, the people still got paid, right? The employees of the county get a salary for the most part. They're not getting paid by the hour. It doesn't matter where they're standing or laying or sitting each day. They're getting paid. So this writer, Spencer Brown, says, Tis the season in the U.S. Senate, or at least... Senator Joni Ernst's office as the Iowa Republican rolls out her 2023 naughty list of no-shows. What do you think a naughty list of no-shows means? It documents the federal agencies with the lowest occupancy rates due to workforces still being MIA, that's missing in action, from their offices as COVID-era remote work allowances remain in effect. Do you know we have hundreds of thousands of people that work for the for the U.S. government? And when they let them go home, they haven't come back. 
Did you know that? I didn't. Rolled out at a press conference on Tuesday afternoon, Ernst, Joni Ernst, Senator, former military Johnny Ernst, or Joni Ernst, list is topped by Housing and Urban Development and Social Security Administration. Man, I think the local Social Security here is still, there's people in there working. They don't see any people. You have to call them. Remember, Ben Carson was head of Housing and Urban Development, or we call it HUD, for Donald Trump. I never remember any controversy with Ben Car- Carson doing his job. You think Ben would let his people stay home? Remember, Ben Carson is a neurosurgeon. He knows what viruses are about. So Ernst's list was topped by HUD and Social Security Administration. How many of them you think people actually came to work after all these years? Both just have 7% office occupancy. That means 93% of the hired people that should be sitting in a desk or behind a counter are chilling at home. They're chilling. Spencer Brown writes, it's, while it's the night before Christmas, it's not quite the night before Christmas yet, there's not a creature stirring, not even a mouse, in the halls across the city. I wonder how many of our county offices are still operating from home. Also on the list, with less than 20% occupancy, you hear what I'm saying? That means there's 100 people in the office, for example. Less than 20 show up. Here's the agency, Small Business Administration, General Services Administration, Department of Ag, Office of Personnel Management, Department of Transportation, Veterans Affairs, National Science Foundation, Department of Education, Environmental Protection Agency, NASA, Department of Labor, Health, and Human Services. All of those have less than 20% of their hired employees showing up for work. You think everybody's holding holding them accountable to complete any work? COVID's been over for years now, right? Where are all the workers? They just decide not to return. Ernst asked as federal offices continue to sit empty while, while American taxpayers remain on the financial hook for paying their leases along with cleaning the units and the utility costs. Taxpayers are paying for those buildings, heating them, cooling them. Back in August, Ernst sent letters to the inspectors general of federal agencies requesting investigations to discern what impact remote work has had on the ability of the federal government to provide services. How much money could be saved for taxpayers by consolidating offices that set empty? What, if anything, has been done to adjust federal employees' location, set salaries for anyone who was relocated and chosen not to work from an office, and what the worksite attendance rate is for the employees at each agency? So where are you must have to ask. These people are getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. So where are the public servants to fill these offices? In one case mentioned by Ernst, a manager responsible for overseeing a team 
who helps veterans schedule appointments at the Atlanta VA Medical Center, which has one of the largest wait times to see a doctor in the nation. He bribed or she bribed on Instagram about relaxing in a bathtub for an hour while on the job with a post in which his government-issue laptop is open to a staff meeting while his legs are soaking in a tub with a caption stating, My office for the next hour. With bureaucratic bloat and government waste of taxpayers' dollars out of control, Ernst is right to tackle some of the easiest and less politically charged areas to cut costs. To me, if federal workers aren't willing to go to going to use the office space, let's just get rid of it. Sell it. Buy out the lease. Save a little money. The monster that the federal government has for too long been run in a matter that no private sector organization would dare try to do. It's time for us to change let the people go fire them or get rid of the offices get rid of the buildings it's time for that to change and starting by getting rid of at least a portion of the office people and all the waste and abuse of taxpayers money my brother used to uh, work for the government he started out painting remodeled submarines when they had to repair them in the dry dock at Mare Island. Eventually he got a job where he was overseeing the maintenance of all the government buildings up and down central California, there, Monterey, Carmel, all around that area. And he oversaw the, uh, the upgrades. If there was water leaks, you know, all the stuff. He, he would tell me just off the cuff, the massive amount of waste. They would paint a building, spend a lot of money to paint the exterior, and then tear the building down. Just unbelievable stupidity. We just have a minute left. I wanted to mention Robert Kennedy Jr. I like him. I'm not going to vote for him, but I like him. And he, that guy can write, man. That I'm so impressed with him. I've, I have one of his books. I have the book that he wrote the intro to, The Plague of Corruption by Judy Mikovits. Then I have his book on the real Anthony Fauci. It's a wonderful book. If you were looking for a good book to give a, a serious person, that's a great book. Well, Robert Kennedy writes amazingly. So now he's written a book it's a, it's nonfiction. It's a real book. It, it's not about a story, a made-up story. It's called the Wuhan cover-up. I've been up to Wuhan. We smuggle Bibles in up there. And it said the Wuhan cover-up and the terrifying bioweapon arms race, now available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Book a Million, and an independent book nationwide, booksellers nationwide. Reveals, um, well, I'll tell you about it in just a minute. I'm going to take a break. We'll be coming right back to do the third segment. Hang on. Choice and now is up 
This is a map of San Francisco. There's a lot of plots on that. You may be asking, what is that plotting? Well, this is an app where they plot the human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. And you see how almost the whole thing is covered because that is what has happened in one of the previous greatest cities this country's ever had. Human feces is now a, a fact of life, except when a communist dictator comes to town. Then they cleaned up the streets. They lined the streets with Chinese flags. They didn't put American flags there. They cleaned everything up. So they're willing to do it for a communist dictator, but they're not willing to do it for their own people. And Trump had the greatest line I've ever heard. And no one even noticed it except me because I spent my life in Washington. But he was in, having some debate and somebody said something about NATO, which is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, post-war to prevent the Soviets from invading Western Europe. And Trump goes, what's the point of NATO? And I remember thinking, what a stupid question. What's the point of NATO? Everyone knows the point of NATO. Like, the, it's to prevent the Soviets from invading Germany. But... I was like, but there are no more Soviets. That ended in 1991. So like, what is the point of NATO? That's actually, I'd never thought of like, what's the point of NATO? And Trump said that. And I remember thinking, well, that's an entirely fair question. I'm sure there's a good answer. Anybody, anybody, no one can answer it. And instead they attacked him like he was Hitler. And I remember thinking like, why are you mad at him for asking what turns out to be a totally legitimate question? And maybe you've got a good answer. What is it? Oh, uh, shut up. Oh, shut up. Whenever someone's vaccinated in New Zealand, regardless of the season, the, uh, the mortality rate increases for five months following vaccination. And also that the relative mortality rate increases with every subsequent additional shot of the vaccine that you have. Some of the batches of vaccine have got very, very high mortality rates. So, you know, the highest is around 30% of people who took the vaccine on a certain day at a certain vaccine centre by a certain vaccinator um, are, are no longer with us. There are others, batches at, you know, one in four. 30%. 30%. I've met and spoken with Mike Yearden on a number of occasions. He was the head of research at Pfizer for a very long time. Um, and he maintains that the speed that those vaccines were produced, if you forget everything else about the safety and efficacy, he maintains that there is no way that any of those big pharma companies could have produced a homogenous vaccine in that number of doses in that speed of time. So he maintains that there are going to be huge differences between what's actually in the vials between different batches. You know, about 5% of the batches in America are responsible for 85% of the deaths, which would lead to thinking that there's, there is a massive difference between batches, potentially. Uh, we know that you know, the, way, the, the, way, the way the vaccines were produced um, and because of the, its use of mRNA technology, I understand that the, the, the vaccines in bulk can't be stirred. Well, you could see if you didn't get the manufacturing process perfected and it was bought out, rolled out very quickly, that you could have huge disparities between what's in one lot of vials and what's in another lot of vials. And that could have, obviously, uh, a major difference on the outcome for the people who get those vaccines. So the whistleblower himself um, obviously was maintaining this data set and what pushed him to leak it to various people around the world who, 
who he was confident would do something with it was the fact that even he, uh, you know, by just looking at the raw data, thought there's something seriously wrong here. You know, two minutes, you know, some batches, too many people are dying. The information that he was um, the custodian of, he thinks that should be in the public domain because people need to see this data. Scientists and data analysts in the UK and around the world have been able to legally look at that data and draw conclusions from it. A while back, I had two friends go to prison for selling drugs. And uh, when drug dealers call you from prison, they always ask the same question. They're always like, who would have thought I'd go from driving to Benz to sleeping in a cell? <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> That's why we asked you to stop. They asked me not to talk about this stuff on stage, but the way I see it, for the next five to seven, I can say what I want. <laughs> when they were dealing like small-time drugs, like weed and stuff, we didn't really care. But when they started moving to heavier things, we sat down, one of our friends, and we had like a real serious talk. Like, hey man, don't go down this route. Cause, uh, nobody wants to see you get you know, locked up or, or killed. And then he started taking us out to eat to really nice restaurants. <laughs> We were all just like, heroin is not that bad. Baby boy could one day walk on water. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you delivered. All righty. If you need uh, any of your tools repaired, your power tools or your power equipment, anywhere like, you know, pressure washers, weed eaters, all those kind of things, chainsaws, all that kind of stuff. Uh, compressors, anything, anything with power to it. A lot of people are taking their their broken stuff or stuff that's just not working like it used to over to all power services in yuba city at 1469 stewart road you can reach them at 530-844-0347 that's a number you can text or call 844-0347 or if you want a landline you could do 530-790-5100-790-5100-790-5100 they're at 1469 stewart road with s-t-e-w-a-r-t road just south of yuba city really easy to get to no traffic just a country kind of road boom you just get there offload your stuff and uh Will Fanning and Josh James and the guys can just fix anything. I, you know, I even took a vandalized mailbox over there, a cluster mailbox, and he said, oh, "I think I can fix it." And then the post office said, "No way, no way, no way. We're going to give you a different mailbox. That thing is too old. Anybody can break into it." So we had to pass, but he was going to fix it for us, save us some money. So. Check out All Power Services, and uh, they, they are great guys. They're honest people, and they will fix your products, and you will be a happy camper. Just imagine your old chainsaw doesn't work. It's dull. It's, not, it's hard to start, and boom, you get it back and fire up one pull. Bing. Just go. Same way with your lawnmower. Even lawn, riding lawn. They do all kinds of mowers and tillers and all that kind of stuff. 
So check them out. Also, my friend Nellie Garcia has moved in. Her North Valley paralegal business has moved from over on Civic Center Boulevard in Yuba City to Marysville at 4234th Street. It's called the Hart Building, H-A-R-T. I was looking up historically. It was built in the early 1900s, like the first teens and teens or something like that. And, you know, and all the now it, it it's not in advanced state. It, you know, it had it was one of the first ones that had said it had a bathroom on every floor it had special type of heating and air i mean this is like in the early 1900s it had uh oh it had all these different kinds of qualities that we would just roll our eyes like oh that's no big deal right but back then it was something it was loaded with doctors and attorneys and real estate people and insurance people and so now there's a couple of radio stations operating out of there and a computer operation and a uh and now North Valley Paralegal. It's on the bottom floor. Just walk right straight in. You can press a button to unlock the door as you go in for, for safety. And uh, 4234 4, Street, North Valley Paralegal, they will fix all your legal needs. You can reach them if you want to make an appointment. That's what I would do if I was going over there. I'd call 530-751-9289, 751-9289. Just walk in the lobby, and it's right on the right they're going to be adding some signage outside the building, but they are hip-hop happening and right downtown Marysville across from Sierra Central Credit Union. Okay? All right. Um, so I was talking about Joni Ernst's naughty list, and she said, you know, we can't get our employees to come to work. They like to sit home. One guy took a picture of himself sitting in a hot tub or a bath saying he was working from home, loving every minute of it. So um, she says, so uh, where are the public servants who used to fill these office spaces? So that was when they talked about the guy in the bathtub. He said, my office for the next hour, and it showed him soaking that nice soaking. The government of the United States is not, the bureaucrats are not supposed to be running anything, making decisions over anything. They have now taken control away from Congress. And they are doing whatever they want to do. So that's the uh, Joni Ernst. I think she serves Iowa. Yeah, she's an Iowa Republican. And she puts on this, uh, rolls out the 2023 naughty list of no-shows, documenting federal agencies with the lowest occupancy rates. Really sad. Just pitiful sad. Uh, I mentioned I mentioned the, uh, the book, Wuhan Cover-Up. This is pretty cool. The book reveals how the U.S. government's increase in biosecurity spending after 2001 terror attacks, which resulted in escalating gain-of-function studies that aim to deliberately develop highly virulent, I mean highly toxic, easily transmissible pathogens for the stated purpose 
of pre developing preemptive vaccines for animal viruses before they jump over to humans. Right after 2001, it led to the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases into a quasi-U.S. Department of Defense agency. That's where Anthony Fauci's been living. Highest paid employee in the U.S. government. These gain-of-function experiments were conducted despite safety concerns among scientists about the potential for accidental or intentional release of bioweapons, viruses, weaponized viruses. Isn't that just kind of what happened? Commenting on Kennedy's book, Naomi Wolf, best-selling author of The Beauty Myth and The Bodies of Others, called it not only indispensable history of the rise of global threat of bioweaponry, it is also timely deep dive into how a viral pandemic was unleashed upon the world via deceit, greed, foolishness of bad actors at the highest levels of our very own government. We've been raped. We've been cheated by people that we trusted. As I mentioned earlier, he has the uh, 2021 national bestseller, The Real Anthony Fauci. It, you know, here's it. A lot of people can, they write, but when you read a sentence or a paragraph by Bobby Kennedy or Robert Kennedy Jr., it's chuck full of dense content. It's not hard to read. It's just when you read it, it's just well-written. That's all I can say. Kennedy's exhaustive researched and sourced analysis leads readers on a journey that identifies and explains. If you're wondering about COVID, oh, Lou, I just want to get beyond and forget about it. Don't You need to learn about it because it's not going to be over. You're continuing to get jerked around. It says the key players in government and science behind the push for gain-of-function research World War II war criminals from Germany and Japan influenced the development of bioweapons. Lab-engineered chimeric or chimeric viruses that can infect and kill humans. The coordinated effort to silence speculation of COVID-19's lab genesis. The complicity of scientific journals in hiding the origins of COVID. CIA-sponsored pandemic simulations that train public health officials to impose authoritarian controls in epidemic conditions. That happened in your community. It certainly happened in my community. The roles of Gates, Fauci, and Jeremy Farrar, he's out of England, in orchestrating a global cover-up, the steering of government spending and media attention toward a vaccination-only pandemic response that behind the scenes had been in the works for literally decades. And you just saw it just happens serendipitously the Wuhan cover-up is divided into three parts part one the road to Wuhan which covers the early history of bioweapons research in the U.S. the world uh, part two I'm, I'm not going to go through every detail of it two gain of function research and the rise of biosecurity era you got all kinds this thing is so detailed this guy is a methodical thinker he's a bright boy this guy Part three, COVID-19 in the cover explains how on all these things. All these people are dirty folks. They ripped us off. People made billions and billions of dollars while many of your loved ones and people you care about, friends in the community, 
lost everything they had. They stole your life from you. And they think they should just get the walk away. Crazy. Totally crazy. You have any friends that have lost their jobs because of COVID? I have a guy we just hired at, uh, or I, I say we at the Church of Glad Tidings hired him. He got kicked out of the Air Force because he wouldn't take the jab. We have a firefighter that was a 14-year veteran and longtime EMS veteran, emergency services veteran, but then did 14 years for the San Francisco Fire Department. And when they insisted upon the jab, I want to just say in light of that, not every fire department insisted that their employees get the jab, nor law enforcement department. But San Francisco insisted on all law enforcement and all fire get the jab. My friend refused to get the jab and was fired and has been without pay for a couple of years now. They have a lawsuit against the city and the fire department. And um, so all over uh, the country in certain blue cities, our area is kind of red here, but in certain blue cities, they uh, said, like all the sanitation workers, Maybe all the teachers, all the nurses that work for the government and uh, police officers and firefighters had to get the jab. This guy writes, the world is witnessing New York City's. Oh, this is the title. Let me, I give this away. Let me give you this. It says New York City's last hope just threw in the towel and called it quits. What do you think New York City's last hope would be? Who in New York City would throw in the towel and call it quits? And he says, now they're really screwed. He said, the world is witnessing. Have you lived long enough to see New York City get really screwed up? Man, there's been some really screwy mayors, and that city just collapsed. And then you had some really good mayors like Rudy Giuliani that turned the city around, cleaned it up, stopped crime, did a lot of things. This article says the world is witnessing New York City's decline from a vibrant metropolis to a progressive nightmare filled with filth, drugs, homelessness, and skyrocketing crime. With crime raging out of control and the city plunging into despair, its last line of defense is now resigning at a distressingly alarming rate. This leaves the residents of New York City in a dire situation. Basically, they're screwed. Who do you think we're talking about? We're talking about the New York Police Department, the officers. Do you know that Oakland is down something like 500 to 800 officers? I've, I've had people I know that work for that department. It's over down there. They're never going to get people to work for them again down there. The way they, they're running their, their uh, lack of concern about crime and letting people just... L basically legalized theft. This article says New York police officers are resigning in mask, marking an unprecedented ex exodus from the force. They can't fill the police academy classes. The city plans to cancel the next five police academy classes out here at Yuba College and down at Butte College, all these junior colleges out here in California, they teach uh, 
police academies. You got to go through the police academy or the correctional officer academy or some academy to prepare you to enter this field of work. And then when you don't cancel academies unless you can't find anybody to go to classes. Nobody's wanting to do this, folks. I wouldn't either the way the, the government, the politicians treat them. The politicians created the problem, and they, then they blamed the police. Finally, the police officer said, I'm out of here. I can find something else to do. 2,516 New York cops have left so far this year, 2023, the fourth highest number in the past decade, 43% more than 1,750 who hightailed it in 2018. The number of cops quitting before they reach the 20 years mark. In other words, they're leaving before they achieve 20 years and can get that type of retirement pension. They need 20 years to get full benefits. That went up. People said, I don't even want 20 years. I don't even want your benefits. It skyrocketed from 509 employees to 1,040 so far this year. We're not even over. 104% increase. They lack replacements. They don't have anybody to fill their spots. Nobody wants to do this. Over 2,500 cops have left the force this year, 43% higher than the amount left in 2018. It's a different way to say it. People are done. Cops are leaving. Tragically, the situation is a deliberate outcome planned by people. It didn't happen. It isn't a happenstance, a coincidence. It was planned by people who want to see America brought to his knees. Don't you see the big picture? Don't get so myopic about it. Oh, what do they have, a bad leader over there? No, no, it's a lot bigger than that. It's the result of a soft-on-crime district attorneys and prosecutors as well as left-wing defund the police nonsense. Simple. Prosecutors, I've often thought when, when cops uh, do their best to arrest people that are doing the wrong things, and then the prosecutors just won't work on the cases. They let them go. Cut them loose with just a slap on their wrist. Cops must freak. It freaks them out. I've ridden with them. The idea of repeatedly arresting the same people only for them to just walk out the back door of the jail is just disheartening. Why would anybody want to be a police officer nowadays? Let me just ask you that, right? They've been demonized, treated like villains, while actual criminals are just say, oh, well, they have a right to break the windows and steal all that merchandise well they have a right to protest so that means they can go steal a bunch of tennis shoes and vodka it's a bad situation folks i got a couple minutes here i'm just going to go up and and give a shout out to my friends over at thrifty rooter these guys are located all over northern california let me tell you the counties they are in Butte County, Yuba County, Sutter County, Calusa County, Nevada County, and even in the city of Lincoln in Placer County. 
They got vans, you know, the little vans with one driver, and they just go in and they solve your plug, your your leak, your plug, uh, something that's not flowing right. Or if you're out there in the rural area and you got a septic problem and you're you got a backup going on and your septic system's not leaching out properly. Maybe you need it pumped. They got all those big pump systems. They know how to work on the 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 boondocks plumbing problem and the inner city. They call themselves Thrifty Rooter. They've been around for over 40 years. Is that amazing to you? Amazing to me. That's a lot of goodwill. People don't. You can't keep doing business if you're not satisfying customers when you're here 40-some years. You can get to, get to their website at thriftyrooter.net, or you can uh, just dial them up at 530-673-8201, 673-8201. But you can do it right off the website. They have a whole menu of services that they provide. You could go check them out and then put a check mark by the ones you want. Or you could say, not sure, this is my problem. You could type it in there and just send it right over. Just like making a call. You could just send that message over. And the same ladies that are answering the phone, I say ladies because I know them. Same ladies are over there answering the phone as, as uh, are watching for that computer. Okay? So give them a shout out. Okay, we're coming to the end of our uh, halfway point of the show. So I uh, hope you enjoying it and uh, chill for a few minutes of clips that I chose just for you. And then I will be back. Say this with us. Oh, I know that I can make it. Hallelujah. I know that I can stand. No matter. No No matter what they throw at Elon, he just keeps standing firm. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger I hope today. they stop. Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. If somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f*** yourself. Go yourself. Shocked to their very core at the mere notion of someone valuing morality over money. Go f*** yourself. <gasps> you said these things... And that they were inappropriate things. What precisely were the uncomfortable things that Elon said to spark the advertiser boycott? The words, you have said the actual truth. In response to another ex-user who posted, quote, Jewish communities have been pushing the exact kind of dyslectical hatred against whites that they claim to want people to stop using against them. And that was literally it. This is about the censorship industrial complex maneuvering to castrate Twitter once again. Just in time for two major elections taking place, probably next next year in the United Kingdom and definitely in the United States. Together we achieved the most secure border in U.S. history. We built 561 miles of border wall despite the fact we had to fight the rhinos and the Democrats. You know where I took the money? From the military. I got $700 billion from the military. I said, excuse me, we're taking 10 and we're building the wall because you couldn't get them from the rhinos. Mitch McConnell and these guys, you couldn't get it. Uh, he was not good, not good. Uh, you couldn't get it from him, and Paul Ryan was like this real, a real jerk, a real fool, like a stupid fool. 
But uh, these guys, they wouldn't give it to you. They wouldn't give it. And now they end up giving trillions of dollars to this character, Biden. And he goes around saying, we'll build a bridge. We'll build whatever you want, you know, trying to buy votes. But it's not working because they are down the tubes. What it is doing is causing tremendous inflation. That's what that does. And that's what's happening in our country. And that's what's killing so many families. I also got Mexico to give us 28,000 soldiers. And, you know, free of charge, I said to the president of Mexico, we have to get you to give us soldiers to guard our border while I'm building the border wall, because we're building this great wall. It's uh, exactly the wall that Border Patrol. I didn't actually like it. I liked — I wanted to have concrete plank, like parking garage plank, going up in the air 40 feet, 50 feet up in the air, perfect. But the Border Patrol didn't want — they wanted — they had to have steel on the outside. They wanted concrete, and then they wanted rebar. They wanted different materials. And they wanted to be able to see through. You had to be able to see through. So I built it as they wanted it, the, everything they wanted. It was actually more expensive doing it that way than my way. And uh, it was amazing how successful it was. And, uh, you know, for those people that like to say, oh, but he didn't get Mexico to pay for it, not the whole thing. There was no mechanism. So what I did do is I got 28,000 soldiers from Mexico, and that's much more expensive than having them pay for a piece of the wall. And it was very interesting because they said, we will not pay for that. Are you — how could you ask us for a thing like that? I said, no, you're going to pay for it. You have to pay for it. No, no, we're not going to do it. The president, who I have a lot of respect for, I really like him, even though he's a socialist, that's okay. Can't have everything, as I say. Can't have everything. But he was, he's a great guy, the president of Mexico. And I said, no, you got to pay for it. So they sent their top negotiator to see me in Washington. And I had the people from the State Department. A woman from the State Department who only handles Mexico said, sir, they're not going to pay for this. And they're not going to pay for a thing called remain in Mexico. That was me. You know, remain in Mexico was a Trump deal. They were all Trump deals, everything. We had 10 things. I said to Border Patrol, these people are incredible people, by the way, ICE and Border Patrol. I said, give me the 10 most important thing that you need from Mexico and from the other South American countries. They gave me 10 things, all of which were impossible. Catch and release in Mexico, as opposed to, you know, catch and release is we catch and release them into the United States. I said, no, we catch them and release them into Mexico. I got everything. But I said to them, I said, you have to, you have to give us 28,000 soldiers free of charge. And he laughed at me like I was like a fool. We don't like being called a fool. He laughed at me. I said, you can't laugh at me. Why are you laughing at me? You know you're going to pay it, don't you? No, we're not going to pay it. Why would we pay for a thing like that? I said, you're going to pay it 100 percent. Look at me in the eye. I told him, look at me in the eye. You're going to pay it. No, we're not. I said, yes, you are. Here's what we're going to do. It's Friday now. On Monday morning at 7 o'clock in the morning, every car and every product that Mexico makes coming into the United States will have a 25 percent tariff on it, which is far more money than you're talking about for the soldiers, who you're paying anyway. So you're going to either do it or that. Uh, sir, I'd like to uh, make a phone call. Please come back quickly. He came back within five minutes. Sir, it would be our great honor to give you 28,000 soldiers, to have a policy of remain in Mexico, to have catch and release in Mexico, and seven other things that were, frankly, in many cases, worse than we had the safest border in our history. And it wasn't really that tough. 
here he is talking about, well, pretty much them all being neocon warmongers. Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, got a $5 million bribe from Ukraine. That's why we're sending $200 billion back to that same country. The fact of the matter is the Republican Party is not that much better. You have the likes of Nikki Haley, who stepped down from her time at the UN. Bankrupt or in debt is, was her family. Then she becomes a military contractor. She joins the board of Boeing and otherwise, and is now a multimillionaire. So I think that that's wrong when Republicans do it or Democrats do it. That's the choice we face. Do you want a leader from a different generation who's gonna put this country first, or do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? All right, Mr. In which case, we've got two of them on stage tonight. Absolutely savage. That, I think, was probably the most viral moment. Hope you enjoyed those. Got me some Vietnamese iced tea here. No adult beverages. I got to keep my brain focused at all times on this highly intense podcast. If you need some help keeping your stuff, your stuff, you work really hard, you conserve your money, you make good choices. Then you have vandalism or people steal from your business or they just I, I watch people just walk right out of Walgreens here a block away from me. Just filled they sack full of stuff. And the, I said, can't you, don't you want to do something about that to the store clerk? Oh, we can't do anything. Unless we catch them right in the act. She said, I know she stole because the bag was empty on the way in. She had a big old shopping bag. She filled it with all she needed, roamed around, roamed around, roamed around, then didn't have anything to pay for. She just walked right out the door. It's a downfall of America, people. You cannot let people do that. You cannot let people do that. Elite Universal Security could help you with that. You could put guards out there. A lot of these stores just aren't going to do that. I have a friend of mine who was a, uh, she's a female. And uh, she was a clerk at a variety store. And a, she caught a guy stealing, tried to get out the front door, and she took him down. She just grabbed him and took him down. And they fired her for it. That's the way it's going today. It's bad news, folks. So uh, Elite Universal Security, they're located in Yuba County, but they operate and serve all over Northern California, all the way up to the Oregon border. So if you need some help with your ranch, somebody's stealing from your ranch or dumping garbage or vandalizing or stealing from your equipment or taking fuel, taking your, shooting your cows. I mean, it's incredible out there. Give them a call at 530-749-0280, 749 If you or out there about Northern California, and you think, wow, I need to find a part-time job. I'm, I'm running out of money every month because the cost of things in California is exorbitant. Maybe you want to be a guard, and you can do that. They will actually train you. They're looking for people, and you might think, well, I'm not down there where they are. They're started in Yuba County. 
You don't have to be down here. You you don't even have to come down here to go to work every day. Just go to work wherever you are. If, they, if they're doing a project, maybe they're taking care of some government at the courthouse, making sure people are going in and behaving themselves in the courthouse, something like that. So give them a call. You can also go to EliteUniversalSecurity.com, EliteUniversalSecurity.com, and you can see what they're up to on the website. They also have an educational uh, website, api-academy.com, api with a hyphen after it, academy.com. Check them out. They can also help you if you're a, a novice at handling a gun or chemical sprays. They will teach you how to do that, whether you become an employee or not. They also have a, a shooting range where if you think, well, I think I know how to handle the gun, clean it, take it apart, Loaded up with cartridges, but I don't, I can't shoot worth the darn. They'll teach you how to do that. Okay. Okay. We're going to get back to it here. Uh, so I'm talking about the police getting kicked to the curb. Wanted to mention that uh, I've been waiting for this. You know, there's the congressman. I'm so sick of congressman. Did you hear that uh, Kevin McCarthy? After just wanting, he lusted and lusted and lusted. He had a lust problem. He lusted after other women and maybe other men. And he lusted after power and prestige. And the thing about Kevin is it didn't matter whether it was Republican or Democrat. Uh, he just wanted to get paid to have power. And he begged and begged and begged to be the House Speaker even after he lost his credibility with a relationship with Renee Elmers. But years later, he finally begged and begged. It took, 50, it took a record, a United States government record of 15 votes to put him in as speaker. And you know how he got there? He lied. He's a liar. Most politicians are liars. They just lie. They tell something something to one person, and then the next person, they say just the opposite. So he promised all these things. The conservative Republicans, not the rhinos, the conservatives, they said, okay, 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 we'll vote for you if you do these things. They, they were reasonable things. They're constitutional things. You know what they asked him? They said, we want you to release all the January 6th videos so that, that the United States people can see that it was a conspiracy. It was a setup by the FBI and their informants. So Kevin said, sure, I'll do it. Just vote for me. So he went in in January of this year, and in October they'd had enough, and the Republicans joined with the Democrats and threw him out. They said, oh, you know, those guys are impatient. Oh, those guys, you know, we were doing really good, the rhinos would say. No, they weren't. He's a liar. You ever had somebody promise you, I'll pay you Tuesday? Months go by. Months go by, they avoid you. Didn't pay you. So uh, Kevin McCarthy's a liar. Even people like, she's a, she's a liberal Republican, Nancy Mace out of South Carolina. And uh, she, when she, they called her out on voting against 
Kevin Car when they threw him out. She said he's a liar. It, she didn't say I don't agree with him politically. She said you can't go around telling me you're going to do something for me and you, you make an agreement and I say, okay, I'll vote for you. And then you don't do it. You can't do that. I'm not going to put up with it. A lot of people put up with it. You know that? Doug LaMalfa puts up with it. He just kissed uh, McCarthy's backside, got some DNA from McCarthy on him. And he just, he just, I don't know whether he's still got the write-up on his website. It's just embarrassingly uh, cute. Oh, he's my best friend. I love him. He's a nice guy. I can't believe they betrayed him. Let me tell, let me tell you, the betrayal, Kevin McCarthy betrayed the conservative voters that voted him in to serve him. He betrayed him. He never did serve him. You know who he served? Himself. Most politicians serve themselves. They forget it. The only time they talk a good talk is when it's time to raise money or get some votes. I got you. Oh, yeah. They send out all these fraudulent flyers and letters. Oh, we want your opinion. We, we have a survey and we want to know what's important to you. They don't care what's important to you. Kevin McCarthy didn't care. People even think he was having sex with Frank Lund, the pollster. They sleep. They have a little apartment up there in Washington. He's got a gal back here in Bakersfield. They've been married. I wonder if he's going to stay with her. You think Kevin McCarthy's going to live in Bakersfield, California, after being almost the president of the United States? Are you kidding me? He didn't care about Bakersfield. This guy's a total. All he's into is power and money and lust. Oh, you could smell. You, it was dripping off his chin, that lust for the job. Well, now he says he's quitting. He's a quitter. I thought he was going to serve the public. He's a quitter. He's a quitter. He's a quitter. He's a quitter. This guy would have been, he would have had Botox lips like Nancy Pelosi if he would have remained Speaker of the House. He would have stayed there till all his hair fell out and he was had a big belly on him. He wouldn't have quit. You know what? He didn't want to do, he didn't want to serve the public. That's why he quit. He's done. Oh, I'm going to continue serving somewhere else. You know where it is? It's making millions of dollars a year selling the United States out. I'm telling you, the United States, we have a yard sale called the United States is for sale. And people like Liz Cheney out of Wyoming and Doug LaMalfa and all these people are selling out. The United States of America, Kevin McCarthy, he's a hustler. Yeah, he's a, he's a flim-flam man. He's a grifter, Kevin McCarthy. Good riddance, Kevin. Man, the last couple of pictures I saw him, I thought, oh, baby, for a guy who's probably wearing makeup and having a $100 hairdos, I said, that dude is aged 15 years in the last six months. Then he turned around and, you know, we got this guy that's kind of an odd duck. Some people claim he committed some crimes. He's a New York congressman. And Kevin organized a hit job on him without him even being charged with any crimes. 
and they threw him out of the Congress. Do you ever remember them throwing anybody out of the Congress or the Senate that was molesting girls or molesting boys or people that were actually found guilty of things? Do you remember when Ted Kennedy was thrown out of the Senate for killing Mary Jane Kopechny, left her drowning in the, in the uh, a bypass? Running, running off the bypass bridge, drunk, left her to drown in the car. Do you remember him losing his job? No, he didn't lose his job. He didn't get censored. They didn't do jack diddly to, to Teddy Kennedy. Totally ridiculous. You know, this is so. Kevin McCarthy did that. That was, I thought, oh, he's going he's gonna to like go ballistic. What's that guy's name? Was it George Santos? He was the most, interesting enough, he was the most conservative of the new freshmen. They claim he's the most conservative of the new freshmen coming in on the, on the Republican side. You see what I'm saying? These people that are back there with the R after their name aren't really for Republican values and conservative values. You've got to figure it out, people. You're voting stupid. You ever play pin the tail on the donkey? That's how you look like when you're voting. You're blindfolded and you, you're making a fool of yourself trying to put a tail on the, the ass of a donkey. Our own congressmen and senators gave immunity, immunity to Big Pharma back in, I think, 1987. They got convinced that Big Pharma couldn't afford to go out and develop new drugs unless they could develop new drugs that killed people and get away with it and not get sued. It, uh, we're talking about conservative and liberal on the both sides of the aisle. So there was a, a little uh, clause in there that that you'd have immunity. You couldn't sue the, uh, you could sue the government, but how many people think you'd ever get any money out of the government? You know, if you get myocarditis from the COVID shot, they'll give you like four grand <laughs> ruin your heart. Your heart is toast. That's they only valued that at $4,000. But, but there was a clause in there that if they could prove that the pharma company, defrauded the public and lied to the public and lied to the government, then they could sue them. Well, now there's a litigation, they say a litigation floodgate has been opened for the mRNA vaccine injured. So if you go on the uh, gateway pundit, P-E-U-N-D-I-T, and look up litig litigation floodgates are now open. There's a list there of 90 attorneys around the world available to take lawsuits against the vaccine manufacturers. So if your loved one has been damaged, paralyzed, they're spastics, they have a brain aneurysm, they have no control of their limbs, whatever the problem, cancers, turbo cancers, 
Marjorie Taylor Greene held a hearing on COVID-19 injuries early this month where she vowed to expose the truth behind COVID-19. How come you don't ever hear any Doug LaMalfa involved in this stuff? Is he even behind it? Do he see a problem in it? Green was joined by Clay Higgins. You know Clay Higgins? He's a Republican of Louisiana. Clay Higgins was a lifelong, hardcore law enforcement official. I like him as a representative. I wish he was representing us up here. A number of guys were there. They, they were hearing testimony from Dr. Robert Malone, Dr. Kimberly Biss, and Thomas Renz. He's an attorney. Uh, there's a lot of people damaged by the COVID thing. I know some myself, some that have had strokes, damaged their eyesight, myocarditis, dead, collapse of their platelets, um, turbo cancer in the cervix, got cervical cancer and died right away. Guy just died that I know his wife never got to meet him. He got turbo cancer of the throat right after taking two jabs that his employer insisted upon. Uh, the countermeasure injury compensation program for fiscal year 2010 to 23, current as of November 1, 23, Shows a total of 12,898 claims filed, out of which 12,358 are related to COVID. Almost 96% of the claims are related to COVID-19 countermeasures. All of this happened after release of the vaccine. To date, only 38 of these have received compensation. Does that surprise you? The government's in charge of that. I'm not just going to give you all these statistics. I'm just going to leave you with that. And we have other things to talk about. But I, I, I was out raking up some leaves early this morning. I just wanted to get some exercise and get the front yard cleaned up. We've got some rain coming in here, and I wanted to clean up. And a lady stopped that I knew she was air, in the Air Force. She just retired. But before she retired, she was going to lose her entire retirement of 20 years if she didn't take the jab. She took the jab. So uh, anyway, uh, we were discussing all these things and the ridiculousness of after she took the jab, then the Air Force turned around and said, well, if we kicked you out because you took the jab, because she was, didn't want to lose her retirement, right? She has a brand new baby, new toddler, and uh, recently married. And um, now she just shook her head and she said, can you believe it, Lou? Now the Air Force is allowing people that they kicked out to come back in. And the interesting thing is I know a number of people who have been kicked out of the military, young, fine patriots who wanted to serve in the military, the Air Force and such, and now are kicked out because they would not take the jab. So I was talking to her, and she had this young boy, beautiful young boy, her first child. And she said, Lou, my husband and I really studied about, because of COVID, we studied about vaccines because he was getting ready to go to preschool. And, or or and even after she had the boy about the regular vaccines, other vaccines. And she said, we decided not to vaccinate our son because we didn't think it was right. It was going to cause problems. I said, you're right. It's going to give him autism. And she said, you know, we have him out at the uh, preschool at Church of Glad Tidings. 
where I keep telling you about the Epic School, E-P-E-C. They added a preschool. She said, we so loved that preschool. And she named off the, all the teachers and how her boy is thriving out there. And it's a Christian value preschool. It's just not they go to church. They pray over the kids. They are highly engaged in developing really strong, charactered, moral children that really love people and care for people, do the right thing. And she said, you know, what we love about it, Lou, also is you don't have to get vaxxed. And I'd forgotten all about that because many government schools say you can't come to our school unless you're fully vaxxed in California. In fact, Gavin Newsom tried to say, but he backed off eventually that if you, if you uh, want to go to school, you got to get the COVID vaccination mandated. Everybody in school's got to get COVID. But finally, other states didn't follow through. He was the only state that pushed it. And finally, he backed off. But she, she pulled her kid out of school because they don't want to get any vaccines. I said, well, God bless you. Have some more kids. We'll be right back, and we're going to do, uh, we got two more segments. News alert. Shocking new details in the attempted murder of America's most high profile inmate. Last Friday, Derek Chauvin was shivved 22 times in the library by another inmate. And now we know who the other inmate was. His name is John Terskak. He's 52 and he's already served 27 years of his 30 year sentence. And with three years left until freedom, apparently decided I'm going to murder somebody. Terskak is also a member of the Mexican Mafia. And are you ready? An FBI informant. The complaint says Terskak at first denied wanting to kill Chauvin. And then the complaint says the Mexican Mafia guy waived his Miranda rights when the FBI agent showed up to interview him. First of all, why is the FBI conducting the interview? The FBI only shows up to prison murders as if someone's ordered a hit or if the perp or the victim was still informing or all of the above. And why does a guy who knows the criminal justice system waive his Miranda rights and wait until you hear what the FBI says he confessed to? It's just too perfect. The FBI claims that the Mexican mafia guy wanted to murder Chauvin on Black Friday to symbolically avenge Black Lives Matter. So let me get this straight. The Mexican Mafia member, 
who poisoned blacks his whole career with drugs and who was incarcerated during the Black Lives Matter movement is a social justice warrior. And anybody who knows anything about prison knows the Mexicans stay with the Mexicans, the blacks stay with the blacks, and the whites stay with the whites. Mexican inmates don't just start murdering white inmates to show solidarity with black inmates. Maybe. But here's what's mysterious. Terskak is listed as white, and the origin of his name is Croatian. Now, how many Croatians do you know in the Mexican mafia? I didn't know the Mexican mafia was so diverse. So this woke Croatian Mexican mobster FBI informant has been suddenly moved to a new federal prison. For whose protection exactly? We're not sure. And Terskak's history with the FBI is fascinating. He flipped on the Mexican mob back in the late 90s and helped the FBI lock up more than 40 of his fellow gangsters. He admitted to carrying out a number of crimes while working as an undercover FBI informant, but was furious during his sentencing and told the judge the FBI made him do it. Quote, I didn't commit those crimes for kicks. I did them because I had to if I wanted to stay alive. I told that to the FBI agents, and they just said, do what you have to do. And I think California has more natural advantages than any state in the country. You almost have to try to mess California up. Yeah, that's what Gavin Newsom has done since he's been governor. He's the first governor to ever lose population. Damn, you are one pathetic loser. And they actually, at one point, ran out of U-Hauls in the state of California because so many people were leaving. Of course, he's imposed restrictions on his own people while exempting himself from those restrictions and going to the French laundry while his people were suffering. He led the country in school closures, locking kids out of school while he had his own kids in private school in person. Now, he's very good at spinning these, these tales. He's good at, at being slick and slippery. He'll, he'll tell a blizzard of lies to be able to try to mask the failures. But the reality is they have failed because of his leftist ideology. And the choice for America is this. What Biden and Harris and Newsom want to do is take the California model and do that nationally. In Florida, we show that conservative principles work. This country must choose freedom over failure. Okay. You got me there. You're fired. Get the f- out. I took this book out in 1971. Yes, and I returned it in 1971. Yeah, 71. That was my first year on the job. Bad year for libraries. Bad year for America. Hippies burning library cards. Abby Huffman telling everybody to steal books. I don't judge a man by the length of his hair or the kind of music he listens to. Rock was never my bag. But you put on a pair of shoes when you walk into the New York Public Library, fella. Look, Mr. Bookman. <laughs> I, I returned that book. I remember it very specifically. You're a comedian. You make people laugh. I try. You think this is all a big joke, don't you? <laughs> no, I don't. I saw you on TV once. I remembered your name from my list. I looked it up. Sure enough, it checked out. You think because you're a celebrity that somehow the law doesn't apply to you, that you're above the law? Certainly not. Well, let me tell you something funny, boy. <laughs> you know that little stamp, the one that says New York Public Library? Well, that may not mean anything to you, but that means a lot to me. One whole hell of a lot. We have our government giving people that came into this country illegally $5,000 gift cards. 
Hey folks, Sheriff Lamb here. So I got a truth bomb for you. You know, we see all these people coming across, mostly military age men coming from China, from Africa, from all over the world. Uh, most of them not even being vetted when they come in here. But here's what's really gonna bother you. When these folks come across and they're processed, they're being given a cell phone, a plane ticket to wherever they wanna go in this country, so probably to a community near you, and a $5,000 visa card. So while this Christmas season, you're struggling to keep your lights on, uh, while you're struggling to pay your rent, put Christmas presents under the tree for your kids, we have our government giving people that came into this country illegally $5,000 gift cards. That's the truth, folks. God bless. I have no gift to bring Well, my friend Ted Holmes and uh, Dave Greenitz and I, we've been working on this construction project out at the Church of Glad Tidings. We're, we're putting in a uh, embassy gardens, we call it. It's going to be a food sovereignty project to raise food on our property, portion of our property, to help people that are in need. Isn't that a good idea? Help people that need some, not just food. You know, sometimes you hand out vegetables and things and they're a little old from the store. This is fresh food. No chemicals. Good stuff. Highly nutritious. And we've been working on that. We've been building a fence. And uh, so I see Dave more often than I used to. I see him at church. But Dave Greenitz is out there in Ted Holmes. Dave Greenitz runs Greenitz Construction Company. And uh, he, over the years, has done all kinds of remodeling work. And one thing about Dave is he's very on top of things. He does great work. He's a, a master of detail. And he's he's kind of developed a sweet spot of doing kitchens and baths. He'll do other things like entryways or build a deck on or put an additional building out in, back, in your backyard for maybe barbecues or hanging out in the nice weather around California. But... Anyway, I, I want you to go on to his websites if you ever think of doing any remodeling. And just, uh, he's got all kinds of photos there of his work and before and after and all that kind of stuff. Just not him. He's got a number of crews, all top guys. In fact, they just sent me, he sends out a postcard every year that's kind of a fun postcard. It showed them all dressed in 1900 baseball uniforms. Uh, so greenestconstruction.com, go there. That's the the color green with ETZ on the end, greenestconstruction.com. You can go there and nose around the site. He does a whole write-up there on their philosophy of construction. These guys are not rookies. Every one of them, they're sharp people, really good people. I've had them work on my house. And, they, and also, you can go to their Facebook site. Dave Greenitz Construction. That's the name of the Facebook site, Dave Greenitz Construction. And you can send them a memo if you want to talk to them or ask questions from that. Or you could dial them up or text them at 530-682-9602. That's 682-9602. And he'll take really good care of you. 
And finally, Ted Holmes, as I mentioned, he's um, been working. We've been working together. The three of us have worked together from projects for 40 years. Isn't that amazing? Just amazing. We remain good friends. We get good friends. A lot of our friends have, some have died. Some have moved on all over the world. But we've just kind of worked together here. And so it's been a real pleasure. Ted has a number of businesses. Uh, he has a construction business. Then he also has a plumbing doctor, which is a, a, a Yuba Sutter plumbing business. And uh, they're easy to get a hold of, and they respond. I just talked to them today on the phone, 530-671-9111. Easy, easy number to remember, 671-9111. Give them a shout, and, and uh, I needed some help. And they, they had, I think, within two hours after I talked to them, they were stopped by. And uh, just doing some maintenance, keeping up on stuff around here. And uh, all right, so I'm going to get back to it here. And uh, oh, I wanted to mention this. Let me let me tell you about this. Then we'll get into the text. There's a guy coming that some people claim he did a speech at the European Union that is the most watched speech in the history of the world. Billions of people watched. It's a 20, I think it's on the website at uh, freedomco.net. You can find it over there, freedomco.net. It's Dave Martin talked about talking about COVID. David Martin knows the origins of, of everything, every patent, every person that was involved in this conspiracy and this fraud, all the way back to the 1960s. He traces the history of it for the European Parliament. It's shockingly good. It's shockingly. He's a very, he's not verbose. Everything he says has great meaning, and he just gets right to the point. Dr. David Martin, M-A-R-T-I-N. You should go check that out. And he's going to come and do a fundraiser for our, uh, we didn't even ask him. He just called us up and come into the Church of Glad Tidings this weekend. And, uh, Probably you're going to miss it by the time you hear it on this broadcast um, because it, this broadcast will start, and he's probably already started uh, talking from 9.30 to 3.30. You might be able to catch part of it, and you could go online and, and listen. There is a charge. It's a, 70, it's a fundraiser to, for a construction, $75 on live stream. It'll probably be recorded if you got the live stream. And go back and listen to it again. It's going to be 9.30 to 3. He's going to stick around for the Saturday night meeting at Glad Tidings. That's 1179 Eager Road, Live Oak, California. 95953. You can go on the Church of Glad Tidings website. And you can uh, just click on special events and scroll down to this title. Where's this world going? an exclusive interview with Dr. David Martin and his wife, Kim Martin. So I'll just leave that. A lot of you probably won't catch this podcast until he's already into the thick of it, but it may, maybe there's a way that he's going to leave it up somewhere where you could pay a little bit. So it benefits this fundraiser and you could tap into that. So uh, anyway, it's up here in Sutter County, Northern California. And uh, you can, check that out okay let me get back down to where i want to go for the make some progress here 
Okay. I'll tell you, if you need a school, if you want to get your kid out of the public school system and you want a good school or you want a uh, a preschool like my lady friend that stopped in front of my house that saw me, you can go to the Church of Glad Tidings website, churchofgladtidings.com, and then put your cursor right over the word ministries up on the left, and a drop-down box will happen, and then just click on Epic. And uh, you can find out details about the Epic School, what days of the week, hours, curriculum, cost, all those kind of things. Give you the, It'll give you an email. It'll give you a, a phone number. And you can connect and get your kid over there. You could also, on the same drop-down, you can see Arrow Education. That's a cooperative of, of uh, parents of homeschool children that uh, use the f- campus out there at 1179 Eager Road in Yuba City. It actually, it's between Yuba City and Live Oak, right on the freeway. They meet out there, I think, on Fridays, the Arrow Education people. And they do some cooperative education, some some athletics, have some food together, build some relationships, share best practices, share best curriculums, and that kind of stuff. So if you're thinking about uh, doing your uh, your own homeschool, go for it. And uh, it's it's not a something you have to pay for. They all work together, and they will. Uh, you can reach out to them and become a part of that. And there's no special applications i mean there's probably some place to give your name and contact information but so you could if you need some help with curriculums and how to go about it and how you could do do classes with other people uh, check out arrow education on the same website churchofgladtidings.com scroll over the word ministries do the drop down and then uh, you can go there or you could check out epic at the same time I think you'll really enjoy it. The, I, I uh, spoke there at a chapel last year, and I was really, I think I got more out of the chapel than they did because I was so taken up with the kids and how focused they were and uh, uh, sincere and connected they were into what was going on. So it was pretty cool because I remember what I was like when I was back in school and uh it was different than that, way different. So I'm not going to give all the details of all, all the uh, myocarditis and all that kind of stuff. I don't think you're going to record it or it's going to mean anything to you. I'm just telling you that tons of people in our country are getting sick. I have people that work in the hospitals that are reporting to me. I just had a uh, one gal's big hospital here in Northern California she works at. I won't describe even what she does she's in the er and she just said lou there's tons of sick people coming in stroke stroke victims for a while it was lots of shingles i just talked to a gal at juvenile hall the other night who'd taken two shots she was an employee there and she said lou i got i never had shingles in my life i got terrible shingles i'm telling you uh it's this is a poisonous jab and uh course you're going to get a good listen to it uh here in a minute when you're going to listen to dr michael yaden 
and it's about a nine-minute clip, and he speaks very clearly. And and uh, this guy is no joke. This guy's a brainiac, and he peels a banana. So let me just share this. That, uh, and then I'm going to give it a little extra time here to fit in. I'm going to just uh, – it's probably no surprise that blue state residents, liberal state residents, are paying way more for energy. That means you're – car gas your natural gas and your electricity way more than the red than the red states way more pg&e where we are northern california pacific gas and electric is the highest rates in the nation the liberals are taking us down to a road of catastrophe I'm just looking for some highlights here to talk to you about because we're going to be running out of time. So, uh, all right, I'm going to take take a break right now, and I'm going to leave some time here for this nine-minute Michael Yaden clip, and then I'll be right back. What's causing high gas prices? I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. At the DeSantis-Newsom debate, California's Democrat Party Governor Gavin Newsom blamed high gas prices on oil companies when Democrat politicians are to blame. You see, California has the highest gas prices in the U.S. because it has the highest gas taxes. It imposes more expensive California-only blends. California's ruling Democrats have declared war on oil, thus lowering the supply and increasing the price. Add to the high gas prices, Democrat politicians have made California more expensive in nearly every other way. So will you stop voting Democrat? To find the cheapest gas in your area, go to CaliforniaGasPrices.com. SaveCalifornia.com. Championing your values in California. Hello, my name is Dr. Mike Eden. Probably know by now that I'm a career research scientist, a biologist. I've worked in the biopharmaceutical industry for over 30 years. Um, famously, a former vice president at Pfizer. I left in 2011 as vice president and worldwide head of respiratory research. I was responsible for everything from idea to clinical proof of concept. In the 10 years after leaving Pfizer, I've worked as an independent. I consulted to 30 biotech companies. I also founded, led, and sold my own biotech, Zianco. And we were written up in a 2017 article in Forbes magazine. Uh, I think it was uh, converting Pfizer discards into gold. And it was written by a former Pfizer board member. So three years before this, alleged event started, I was very well regarded in the industry. Uh, I'm going to tell you that the design of the so-called vaccines 
was intentionally to harm people. And I'm going to give you several examples of that based on my extensive industry experience of rational drug design. Not a single atom or molecule in a synthetic drug is in there by luck. It's in there because people chose it to be in there and they intended certain things to flow from their choices. But just very briefly, you should know, I hope, there has not been a pandemic. Dennis Rancourt's data shows that the all-cause mortality evidence data did not increase at all in the run-up to the declaration fraudulently by WHO of a pandemic. There is no public health emergency except that created by our governments. A inappropriate, fraudulent PCR test was used to give people the impression that they had a particular disease where they didn't. There were all the normal diseases. And then what happened was, in three different ways, people were treated badly through changed medical procedures that were imposed above the level of nation, briefly, mass ventilation of people inappropriately in hospitals that led to lots of deaths. Uh, in care homes, many people were given sedatives and respiratory depressants, which led to their deaths. My PhD was specifically in that area of opiates and respiratory depression. And in the community, people were denied life-saving antibiotics um, and died of bacterial pneumonia. There's your pandemic. There is no other pandemic. And based on this lie, we were told that vaccines were coming our way and would be our saviour. Two things. As I say, first, there's no pandemic, so you certainly don't need an experimental, rushed medical intervention. But secondly, even if you did, as someone who's worked in the industry for over 30 years, I am telling you, it's absolutely impossible to invent, test, clinically evaluate, and manufacture, and then launch on global scale a complex biomedical product. It's absolutely impossible. It's not as close. It's years wrong. The fastest record prior to this was six years. And friends of mine who've worked all their lives in manufacturing of complex biological products tell me the methods development alone for the development of a reproducible manufacturing process itself takes a number of years. So whatever it is you think was done, I am telling you there was not the development of a proper medical product. What I think happened was uh, the advancements of materials that are intentionally toxic, and then they were sketchily advanced and jammed into people's arms, often coerced, sometimes even mandated, with the unsurprising effect that millions of people have died. I don't have time today to explain what I think they're going to do in the future, but suffice to say, more injections are coming if we don't stop this. So, like I said, I'm skilled in the arts of rational drug discovery. So why am I saying these materials are intentionally toxic? Well, let me give you the first example. How do you think your body plays nice with itself, but when it's infected or detects a cancer, it goes to war? And the answer is it distinguishes self, things that are meant to be inside you, from non-self, from foreign things that are not meant to be inside you. And it is trained exquisitely to detect and attack non-self, foreign things. 
If you inject a person with a gene that encodes a foreign piece of protein, like a spike protein from a foreign organism, your body will detect that. And every single cell that takes up that material and expresses foreign protein will be attacked and killed by your immune system. Now, if you think that's advanced immunology, let me put you right. It's in the first chapter. Distinguishing self from non-self is one of the firm, foremost lessons of immunology. And every single person involved in, in the train of delivery of these materials to doctors' hands knew what I've just told you. They will inevitably cause injury. Then on top of that, it's not just bad enough that you're making a foreign protein. You're making a specific material called spike protein. Those materials are biologically active. That is, if you add them to human blood, for example, they start to coagulate. It clots. Those materials are biological toxins. So now you've got a genetic sequence that forms foreign proteins that means your body attacks and kills every cell that does it. And if you should release any of that protein in your blood, it will form blood clots. If it releases it near nerves, for example, you will get one or other of several neurological defects. And of course, it's not just nerves or blood. There's a third major factor, and there are many others, but let me give you the third one. These materials are formulated. It's normal to formulate drugs. These are formulated in fatty globules called lipid nanoparticles. What they do is disguise the foreign genetic information so your body doesn't see it initially until it gets inside your cells and it goes all around your body. It will glide through the cell wall as if it wasn't there. And that was the entire point of it. So that means these materials don't just go to your lymph nodes and they certainly don't stay in your arm where they're injected. They go all around the body, including into your brain and your blood and every organ in your body. But here's the thing. 10 years ago, there were papers published and it was well established and well known in the industry that lipid nanoparticles, lipid nanocarriers, deposit their cargo preferentially in the ovaries. And that was confirmed with the Pfizer products in an animal experiment performed for the Japanese regulators. So by design, these agents cause an autoimmune attack on every tissue. They make your body form a well-understood biological toxin that can damage multiple organs in your body. And they deposited their cargoes preferentially in the reproductive tissues of women and girls. So if you think that by luck, then you're mistaken. There is no doubt in my mind that anyone of my caliber, and this is my peers that worked on this, absolutely understood what they were designing and manufacturing. So I think having, having heard what I've just said, that there was no pandemic and the lie was maintained in order to inject people en masse, I think five and a half billion people, with an intentionally dangerous substance, 17 million of whom have died so far. What do you think is happening? And what do you think your role as an individual is in stopping this crime? Thank you for listening. I knew the time would come. I 
I'd have to pay for my mistake I can blame you For what you're doing to me, girl Alrighty, this is our um, final 20-minute segment, and uh, I wanted to just cover, let's see what, did you realize this? <clears throat> there are people that follow stock trades, and they can they can uncover where somebody is an inside trader. You know what that means? Where somebody gets unauthorized information that you're not supposed to get about the changes in a company going up or down. And they take advantage of that and benefit by it profit-wise in buying or selling. Did you, you know, have you ever wondered about all these wars and skirmishes and when these people like Kevin McCarthy want to, uh, give money to Ukraine. It's all benefiting him. These people are all making money off this. It's not for some moral good. So that if you want something really sick, no matter what side, I, you know, I don't care what flavor you are in the United States. What happened, the attack on children and pregnant women and raping, chopping kids' heads off and things. There are some people that have been discovered by bright professors in U.S. universities that follow these stock changes, purchases, sales, that some people in the United States made a profit because they knew that Hamas was going to attack and rape and pillage those innocent people not not soldiers they just were innocent folks watching television playing a game at home having some food sleeping there were people that knew that Hamas was going to do this and they bought and sold based upon that made a lot of money off all those people being massacred that make you sick these these things make me sick the people, the Kevin McCarthy's of the world, make me sick. They make money off other people's misery, suffering. They don't care about r helping people out of suffering. They're the Bill Gates of the world, the Epstein's of the world that want to kill people, like smashing a bug when you walk down the street, and a bug's going across the, the, the uh, concrete, you just step on them. They just treat people that way. They smash them like bugs. Torture them. Give them chemicals in their body that makes them sick. Makes children sick. Gives uh, vaccines to females, young females in India, the brown countries. That makes them unable to have children. Can you imagine? You're a female and you have the opportunity in your body made by God to produce a child, a new being, a brand new being, and then some asshole, Bill Gates, commits genocide on you or democide where a government destroys your life, destroys your ability to recreate. 
because he thinks he's more important than you and you're nothing. You're just a bug. The Francis, <clears throat> not Francis Fauci, but uh, Anthony Fauci and the Francis. Oh, the guy that was the head of the NAH. I can't. Francis Collins, Jeremy Farrar. These people are Frankensteins. They're not real doctors. They're Frankensteins. They're ripping off the public. It's all about them. They're at the center of the universe. So we have some good, honest people. We don't have very few. We have very few people local here in this area that would be qualified for that. Most of the supervisors here will just go along, allow people to die, shoot themselves, kill themselves with the COVID jab, commit <clears throat> suicide essentially with the jab, assisted suicide. So we have a U.S. Navy medical officer who exposed the Defense Department data showing alarming increases in heart-related issues among pilots. These are military pilots. Can you imagine what it's like to be, how few people could be a military pilot? It's like being a National Football League football player. A pilot. First of all, they have to be in magnificent health. They have to be very smart. And uh, and then now they get in there and they jab them. They mandate they jab them or they're going to throw them out. How many pilots do you think just walked away from being a pilot? They took the jab. And now this U.S. medical officer has exposed because the military was hiding the damage that they did to their own pilots. They've undermined our own military. Myocarditis, that's that's an inflammation of the heart. That is not like the flu that comes and goes. That's the beginning of complete heart disease, heart failure. It's up 151%. Full-blown heart failure. These are some of the most healthy people in the world. Their health is constantly checked. They're flying uh, pieces of equipment worth $15 million dollars. You think they're going to put some slob in there, some drug addict? Heart failure is up 973%, almost up 1,000%. Oh, well, I don't really believe that because I don't see it on the regular news. Lieutenant Ted Macy, an active duty officer in the Navy Medical Service Corps and a whistleblower, revealed... Department of Defense data indicating a significant rise, etc., etc., etc. He also serves as a Navy health administrator and medical recruiter. He shared these findings in a recent video. In a staunch reply to Missouri Senator Eric Smith's call for rehiring previously discharged service members with full back pay, rank, and an apology, Mary Macy emphasized the deep lack of trust in military leadership from among those affected by the illegal mandates. Mary Macy is running for office. She's the wife of Lieutenant Macy, who's exposing this. She's running for office. She's a candidate for Florida's 5th Congressional District in the U.S. House. 
I said these exact same words before I ever saw this to my military friend who I begged not to get the jab. I begged her, please don't take the jab, girl. You want to have children? Don't take the jab. She said, Lou, I'm going to lose my whole retirement. She said, we prayed a lot about it. We thought we could just go ahead and do it. Now she is so infuriated. She risked the loss of her health. She may still lose her health. And now they're, they're saying, oh, <clears throat> we'll give you your full back pay rank and an apology. Really? That's Senator Eric Smith suggesting that. The military is just saying, y'all come back. And I told her that gal today that, w that did 20 years in the military, Air Force, right out here at Beale Air Force Base near where we are. She said, I said, what kind of confidence would you have in military leaders that jerked everybody around? We're talking about tens of thousands of young men and women. This is thousands of service members were treated with disrespect and fired because of tyranny. Yet citing recruitment challenges as a reason this should be a priority diminishes the sentiment. According, listen to this, Lieutenant Macy, his job is, is to keep people healthy. Thank God for his honesty. He said there's been a dramatic increase in various heart-related ailments among fixed-wing and helicopter pilots. The figures show surges in conditions like hypertensive disease, 36%. Is ischemic heart disease, 69%. Pulmonary heart disease, 62%. Heart failure, 973%. Other forms of heart disease, 63%. Cardiomyopathy, 152% compared to the five-year average prior to 2022. Let me ask you something out there. These are pilots. These are your future pilots going to fly you around the world for the various private airlines that you fly and I fly all over the world, up and down the States, other, <clears throat> other countries. Where do you think they're going to get pilots? You forcefully vax these people that are going to kill them, destroy their careers. Where do you think they're going to work? These people are some of the best and brightest people, wonderful people. Liars. I don't trust anybody. I don't trust the hospitals. I don't trust the army. I don't trust the FBI. Why would you trust them? They are liars. How many times does a person have to lie to you or deceive you where you keep going back to trust them? It's crazy. The Gateway Pundit in July cited a leaked military study admitting a spike in myocarditis by at least 151% post-vaccination in the U.S. Gil, Gilbert Cisneros, he's one of the many Californian bureaucrats that is now Undersecretary of the Defense for Personnel and Readiness. Gilbert Cisneros, just a fat old gangbanger that made it into politics. Totally con corrupt. He confirmed the increase noted 275 cases of myocarditis in 2021. You think we had ever had myocarditis before? 
It's all by the jab. You think they're going to admit that the jab did it and they did something wrong? In a post, Lieutenant Macy wrote, thank you to the congressman and woman, congressman and the woman raising concerns over the injustice of the illegal shot mandate. With that said, my wife, Mara Macy, and thousands of us will stop, of us will stop until there's accountability. Will not stop until there's accountability. It's the only way to right the ship. Of course, that's the only way. The effects from this are just beginning and to simply overlook them as a disservice to us in the country. In the video, I'm covering active duty, fixed wing and helipilot heart issues from the Department of Defense own numbers. Early on, a year or so ago, the numbers of miscarriage on ladies in the military was up 300%. I don't know what it's like today. How about that? They knew, they knew, they knew, they knew, the CDC knew that women who take the jab had a great chance of losing their birth, their child, in, uh, before birth. They did not tell them. They lied to them. Rochelle Walensky, remember her name. She's a killer. She is a killer. She's a liar. She's an egotist. She may be a eugenist like Bill Gates, thinking some racial people are better than others. Can you imagine you get pregnant and your baby dies because you took a jab? How bad are you going to feel for the rest of your life? You killed your own baby. Hear what I said? You killed your own baby. I'm not talking about abortion. I'm talking about you took a jab that was controversial. Yeah, I get it. If you didn't take it, you're going to get exited out of the military. But then you, you, you lost your baby. What if you can't have another baby? What, what if now you get cervical cancer? It, it, you know, this is unbelievable. They treat it like, oh, it's just a bump in the road. Oh, you didn't get pickles on your hamburger. Don't throw a fit. Get over it. We have health officers here like Dr. Fong Lu. She's constantly giving out bad medical advice. I don't even call them a health department anymore. It's the Department of Statistics. They keep track of dead people and, and people that are born. The ones we give the privilege of actually not, having a, not being aborted. So many things are taught to our kids in public schools that are a lie, just a complete lie. How the country was founded, where they came from. They came from a monkey. The fact that the earth is getting hotter, that we're all going to burn up, the earth is going to end in a dozen or 15 years. Just nonsense, just complete corrupt baloney. Mike Adams says the climate scheme is built on three obvious lies, the fraud, including the lie that CO2 is bad for plants. Do you, you know, I didn't remember a lot in 
I like science. One of the things that I, I caught on really quick, it made sense to me, that plants, they live off CO2. They thrive on CO2. They breathe in CO2. They breathe out oxygen. And humans breathe out CO2 that the plants benefit from and breathe in the oxygen that the plants kick out, give out. If you believe in God, doesn't that seem like a great thing to do? Plants and trees, all living things, putting out oxygen and taking in your CO2. They thrive. They just love that CO2. It's like water to them or fertilizer. Mike Adams said, it's actually the single most important molecule, CO2, that allows trees and grasses and food crops to thrive. The real agenda behind the climate cult is to enslave and then exterminate human beings. You might think, well, who wants to do all that? Let me just go behind the screen. I always tell the kids, think about who's behind all this instead of your, your opposite gang member your enemy gang member. It's the devil. You don't have to read much in the Bible before you can figure that out. Read Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis. The real agenda behind the cult is to enslave and exterminate mankind. Cutting off the energy grid for human populations is a key element of control through climate lockdowns. And just yesterday, Mike Adams says, John Kerry called for banning all coal-fired power plants. Coal-fired power plants are so important and so necessary and so good for us and all over the world. China has coal-fired plants everywhere. They're like putting in one a month. Kerry called for the banning of all coal-fired power plants around the world. You think President Xi gives a rat's ass about John Kerry. He would take him out in a minute. If that happened, Mike Adams says, and he's got a science background, it would plunge the entire planet into mass famine and collapse. That's what the devil wants. We got all kinds of screwball leaders. We got we got tons of perverts. I'm shocked at how many perverts, pedophiles, there are in leadership, political leadership in our nation, in our in other parts of the world. He finally says this is the plan, and it's related to the jab plan, the, the vax plan as well, since it all comes back to depopulation and the anti-human agenda. This thing about population explosion, there is no population problem it's a political problem people oh baby there's a bunch of new laws california is unbelievable can you imagine every year we have like 900 to a thousand new laws we couldn't live without them we couldn't go forward without them. How, how do we survive without them? The other day I was riding in a, I stood on the back bumper of a pickup 
on a work project we we're doing we just jumped on the back and we had to go down to the other end to pick up some stuff and then go back we just instead of getting in the front we just jumped on the bumper and held onto the rack and we were commenting how that used to be there was no problem about that when we grew up now there's all kinds of problems about that kind of behavior you got to wear a helmet if you ride a bicycle you have to wear a seat belt you have to do this you can't smoke in the car with your kid you got to do this you got to do that all these rules gender neutral toil toy sections large retail stores in the state will be required these are private businesses now are going to be required in california to maintain a general neutral Gender-neutral toy section where toys are displayed regardless of whether they have been traditionally marketed for either girls or boys. Now they got going to have gender-neutral police coming in. They're going to tell stores, they're going to tell restaurants, they're going to tell all these businesses that they have no business fussing with how to operate. Well, we're in, at our uh, end of our time, and uh, let's see, are we end? Yeah, we're about done. So we're going to call it a day, and thank you for listening, and we will be back next week if the Lord wills, and have a good time. God bless you. I see trees of green, red roses too, I see them bloom for me and you, and I think to myself. What a wonderful world I see skies are blue And clouds of white The bright blessed day And the dark sacred night And I think to myself